2: Your perfect home sweet home.
3: 2017 Pro Bowl Vote is here. It's time to vote for the NFL's best players to earn their spot at Pro Bowl, where the best meets the next. Help your favorite player earn a coveted spot on the Pro Bowl roster. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Vote.
2: And now move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks.
0: What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Move the sticks and Buck. Interesting week of NFL action culminated by a couple just goofy. I would say goofy (laughs) primetime games with the Seahawks and the Cardinals. No touchdowns ending in a tie. And then you had the uh, the Texans kind of slopping around the field against the Broncos and Brock Osweiler's return. Just kind of a weird, weird way to end the week. But there were some really good games tucked in uh, on Sunday.
3: Yeah, there's some good games. I even actually think the Sunday night game was a pretty good game just from a defensive standpoint, watching those teams go toe-to-toe. I think obviously we should talk about the Chargers and the Falcons because maybe the Chargers are back on track and is Atlanta becoming a team that some people thought they were. The Dolphins being hotter, the Patriots rolling like they customarily do. But the Eagles playing the Vikings, because I know you really plugged into the Eagles, how surprised were you to see that defense rise up and uh kind of dominated the game. No, I mean I wasn't too surprised.
0: I mean I, I don't remember. I I know I picked the Eagles to win this game. I you remember did. the point that I made didn't really come true. I thought that, uh, you know, I thought their defensive front would play well against the Vikings' offensive line. I thought they'd be fine there. I thought maybe the screen game on offense could get rolling for them. But Minnesota kind of sniffed that out. Minnesota's defense played great. I mean, the special teams was the difference in the game. Yeah. Both defenses were, were outstanding, Buck. But to me, the player that's maybe the most underrated player on the Eagles, one of the more underrated players in the league is Brandon Graham. Remember, remember when uh, when they took him and it was JPP yes. and, and had all that early success? I'm beginning to wonder, we look back at the uh, the longevity and the whole history of a career. Brandon Graham, I think, might end up having uh, more impact there than JPP over the long run. Well, absolutely,
3: and that's why it's a, it's a long process. That's why we can't make these hard judgments on players too soon in the process. He's kind of found his role. He obviously is a nice fit in this defense for Jim Swartz. They've done a great job putting him in left defensive end and pass for situations and allowed him to hunt the quarterback. He's active. He's aggressive. He's everything that he was at Michigan. The big thing, I believe, a lot of evaluators struggled with, his size. He's not necessarily the prototypical yeah. sized defensive end, but he's definitely effective in the production that he put on in college. Leverage. We're seeing him continue to be able to put that up as a pro.
0: Yeah, lots of leverage there. And I thought the interesting thing when you look at the uh, that game on tape, Buck, Jim Schwartz, we talk about it forever, rush four, right? We're going to rush four and get after him with that four. We're going to cover up with everybody else. They were He was blitzing off the bus at Every, Sam Bradford.
3: Everywhere. Obviously – You know, sometimes when you're privy to information, they went against him in preseason, in camp, every day in practice, you got to get a feel for what disrupts and bothers the quarterback. And Jim Schwartz obviously has some of that intel. They came after him. They knew he wasn't mobile. He was a sitting duck in the pocket. And they knocked him around a little bit and caused him to really struggle and and not get comfortable. And so Sam Bradford had been playing well to that point. But Jim Schwartz obviously unleashed a game plan that threw him off – Throw them off, and then we'll see if other teams try and copy that game plan. Because if the Vikings can't run and their offensive line is having problems, the best way to do it is to absolutely attack the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see the Vikings going forward, but if they don't get leads and they got to play from behind, what do you do? You can't do anything because they can't run the football, they can't control. The game, and Sam Bradford can't turn it over. And I think if you're the Minnesota Vikings, you have to be careful on how you build in your offensive game plan. I know you had some success with Sam Bradford. It's easy to get tempted and seduced by the fact that he was throwing the ball really well, but they have to be a team that is committed to running the ball. And Mike Zimmer was right to call out his offensive line because if they're soft up front, they can't play the kind of they're football not, that they want to play.
0: I mean, there's a difference between being soft and not being any good. They're not any good up front. On well, off. you
3: can't be any good and soft. Yeah, they're both <laughs> bad, <laughs>
0: sure. combina- bad combination. Bad combination. A couple other uh, games. I want to jump into? You mentioned there the Bills and the Dolphins. Dolphins have it rolling up front with their offensive line. Buck Pouncy being in there, I think he's the best center in the league. He's been outstanding. Tunsil's playing great next to him. I know you had him in your your top ten for your rookie update. Um, and then uh, and, and Brandon Albertson a nice job. Juwan James on the left on the right side at right tackle has played much better. So they have an identity now, and it's amazing with these quarterbacks. And we can get into Osweiler here in a minute, but. Uh, Ryan Tannehill all of a sudden playing better because they have some balance in there and they're a run-heavy team right now.
3: You know, I think so much is made, and part of it is because we're in a, a fantasy football era where we want to see the quarterback throw for 300 yards. But every quarterback is not built to do that and give their team the best opportunity to win. I believe the Miami Dolphins have discovered that by running the football with J.I. Jai, Ryan Tannehill is much better as a complementary weapon on that offense, meaning he doesn't necessarily – act as the driving force, but he makes a couple plays in the passing game that allows them to stay balanced, but the team runs through the running back and Jay Ajayi, and Jay Ajayi in the last two games has proven that he can be a dominant player. When you have back-to-back 200-yard games, things that put you in uh, the same company as a Ricky Williams, or Earl Cumble, uh, uh O.J. Simpson says a lot about your talent. The Miami Dolphins now need to ride that bell and see if he can kind of get them over the hump.
0: The well, I was trying to think of, of explaining this or an analogy for what you just said, because I've always said there's there's very few quarterbacks you win because of, you know, I win, you win yep. that quarterback because of the way his play player players playing. And then there's quarterbacks you win with, you know? Okay. So the analogy I've got here is there's trucks and trailers, <laughs> right? Eventually they can both get where you want to go. Yep. But one's pulling the other. Yes. And I think there's very few quarterbacks that fall in that truck category. There's I, a lot I like more in that trailer trailers category.
3: Absolutely. Um, and, and that's the thing, and I think I think it's funny because people take offense to when we call quarterbacks game managers or whatever. I think trucks and trailers is a nice little. I think we have a video, boys uh,
0: behind the glass. I think we have a video to do
3: for the quarterbacks. We're gonna break them
0: down. Trucks or trailers? Yeah,
3: b- because there's something to that, and and it's, it's not disrespectful to call a quarterback a trailer because. All quarterbacks are dependent upon the weapons around them to actually succeed at the highest level when it comes to winning championships. With Ryan Tannehill and a couple other guys, you have to have the other pieces in place. I think their wide receiver core is nice. I think they have a couple nice players. Uh, We haven't seen Devontae Parker necessarily do what we expected him to do. But Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills being able to push the ball down the field and do some things. The running back, Jay Ajay, is giving him that. And now the offensive line is coming together. Now Ryan Tannehill is able to be comfortable and he should be able to play like the guy that we were expecting him to play. Not necessarily be the lead horse, but he can be a nice complement to what they have already established.
0: You mentioned uh, briefly about the Chargers and the Falcons. Before we get to the bad with the Falcons, how about some good with the San Diego Chargers? We've mentioned it on here numerous times, Philip Rivers, one of the most underrated, under- underrated talented talents in the league. He's made Tyrell Williams. Looks like T.O. out there in this office. Uh, Tyrell
3: Williams like. and Dontrell Inman, those two guys on the outside, they're playing with undrafted free agents and having success with those guys. And it's something that he's always been able to do. No matter who you put on the outside, he finds a way to be successful with those guys. Antonio Gaines is no longer the player that he was. But in a critical situation where they needed it most – he went to Antonio Gates, and Antonio Gates delivered. And so when I look at the charges, and I know that a lot has been made about their record in the start. I think they're now sitting at 3-4. and four. I know they're a couple games behind the leaders in the AFC West, but what I'm seeing is a team that is gaining confidence, a team that has already played their division opponents well. If they can get this game against the Denver Broncos and get to 4-4 four and four at the midway point, I think you have to think about them being a team that can make a run at a playoff spot. And when you look at their IR list, the fact that they don't have Keenan Allen, they don't have Jason, uh, Verrett. Jason Verrett and some of the other guys. How about guys. Danny
0: Woodhead? All, I mean, all those on guys. And on and on. The fact
3: that they're still in the mix is a testament to the talent that they have, but also the coaching and, and what they've been able to do.
0: No question. And then you flip it over to the Atlanta Falcons. Look, Vic Beasley, that's your guy, Buck. i got to give you your due. They moved and they
3: finally put him in the right spot. He's beginning to kind of come around. They put him at left defensive end. He's taking advantage of right tackles. And we have seen the spotty offensive tackle play, particularly on the right side in the league. Vic Beasley is beginning to find a way to use his speed and quickness to affect games, and he's had six sacks. So you, you can't say enough about them, but the Atlanta Falcons have to find a way to play complimentary ball. The defense is still not up to snuff. The offense has to, in essence, fit, find a way to score all the time. Look, I know they got 30 points, but it's just not enough. They have to get more points to really help their defense out.
0: And, the, look, the, the Falcons did have – trouble blocking somebody. I'm not going to tell you who he was. <laughs> You're not. But he might have said this when he lined up at the line of scrimmage. You, you can't block me.
3: <laughs> I'm good. I'm like really good. Uh, Joey Bosa. Can't Look, block me. Joey Bosa has been a nice addition to that defensive line. Melvin Ingram on one side, Joey Bosa on the other side. But already we're seeing Joey Bosa's been the move-around guy. He has already clearly established himself as the number one pass rusher on that team. And because he can get home, he can change the game, particularly in the late stages when, if they have a lead, they can close it out. You like to talk about these guys being closers. He is a guy that can close and finish games, and the San Diego Chargers have to be excited about what they have. All right, let me
0: see if – I, I that will be on the same page here. Com, a comp for Joey Bosa that I have. I'm gonna just give you a, a hint of my comp, okay? Okay. Won a Super Bowl. He's retired. Retired now, he's no longer playing. Recently retired within the last he's he just got he's in the Hall of Fame in the last couple of years.
3: Who, Kevin Green?
0: No. Like, oh, just retired. I like what you're thinking though, Kevin Green. Kevin just
3: won a Super Bowl. Nice stray hand. You yes. think straight hand?
0: I see a little stray hand with him.
3: Really? Tell me, explain. Strahan,
0: Strahan could play outside. You could kick him inside if yes. you wanted to. Yeah, he could. He right tackles have no, no, no. Shot again. technician with his hand. Absolute
3: plays with power,
0: no question, and and awareness. I think that's one of the more underrated things as a scout when you're watching these defensive guys. You know that might not be thing. a bad.
3: That's a bad cop because when you think about Strahan, they kind of game, body type are are similar as well. Yeah, because Strahan wasn't uh, a speed, explosive rusher. He was kind of a technician, exactly, a grinded All out. Figure out how to do it, but one with his hands consistently found a way to do it and put up high sack totals and times. And so that, that's not a bad. See, you like, you like just, that one? I do
0: like that. And one. anytime we one. can cross the uh, the racial barrier, there absolutely that's a nice that's it's a bonus nice points. Comparison. That's, that's bonus points. That's a nice comparison. You but went but right to Kevin hand. Green. See what you did there? You went well because right right you
3: just Kevin said Kevin. Hall of Fame, so it threw me off. I was like Kevin Green, like who just went into the Hall? So I was trying well, to figure you know, that out because
0: I think uh, Wesling had tweeted out that he saw some gap, or maybe it was Hansus. That said Gastineau. It hit up Mark
3: Gastineau. Wow, I mean, that's going way back. They got in the, the beer, way back though. machine. Way
0: back machine. Mark Gastineau. I have to be, I got a, he doesn't have to be a white guy. I
3: know. How about Matt Strahan? That's a good comparison.
0: So that's what I had there on Joey Bosa. All right, Buck, I'm going to go through some tape stuff that I uh, that I uh, watched this morning. Andrew Luck, and we have a video out there if you guys want to check it out debating who would you rather have, Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson. Well, a really fun conversation to have there. But watched Luck in this game against uh, – Uh, Tennessee Buck. I thought he played really, really well. And somebody that, look, he's been hit. We've seen the stats. We've discussed it, how many times he's been hit, the sacks that they've given up. When I watched him, they run more seven step drops. And they are, in all the dink and dunk era of football, they are seven step. They are pushing the ball vertically down the field. I actually thought they held up pretty well in protection. Even when they're in the gun, he's taking a full five. So for those of you you don't know, if you, if you pay attention, watch guys yes. who are in the shotgun. A lot of it is just catch, rock, and throw. Or you're going to catch it, take a three-step, balls out. He's in the shotgun taking a full five-step drop. That is a lot to ask of your offensive line to hold up for that long.
3: It is a lot to ask for your offensive line. It's funny. We were talking about Ryan Tannehill, the Miami Dolphins. Adam Gay said, if you're not playing in a 10-yard box, you're asking your quarterback to get killed. And so we all have a fascination with these deep plays, these big balls, trying to find these explosive chunk plays. But in today's game with the offensive line hard play, to do, you, can, you can't do it. And so part of the reason Andrew Luck has struggled has not only necessarily been the talent of the guys around him, but it's been the coaching staff asking him to do too much by trying to extend and have these long plays. I know they have speed on the perimeter, but sometimes when you have speed on the perimeter, you can create these explosive plays by playing more horizontally mm-hmm. than vertically. Maybe they can – scale it back a little bit and find a way to get their guys active and protect the quarterback by going a little more dink and dunk as opposed to home run ball.
0: Yeah, I know that they didn't get 100 yards in this game like they did last week, but I thought they ran the ball, you just got to be effective. And they've been effective with Frank Gore lately. They actually some play action stuff where you actually saw them pulling linebackers and safeties up. So, you know, he and Luck played great. That counted five drops in that game, Buck. So, you, you add those throws in there. And they've been all, banged up at All outside. over 300 yards. I think they get Moncrief back this next week. I heard I just read that he was going to be practicing. So, yeah, they've get been him banged back up. in the mix, uh, that, that'll help him. And then the, the – the, the, gosh, I think it was the basketball player, Swoop.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. He had a
0: couple nice – he had like 50 yards receiving. So, he did a nice job filling in for him. But what I'm getting at real quick here, to sum this all up with the Colts, we, we say it every week – You know, don't shovel any dirt on this team. Nobody's going away from them. I mean, we can get into Brock Osweiler now if you want, but uh, I don't know that. And they had blew a two touchdown lead against the Texans. Should have won that game and now the Texans get just smashed by the Broncos. So I think, they're, I think they're a game out. I think they're a game out of first place. Game out or they may
3: be tied. I, I, what, I think
0: what, they're a game out because they would have been tied if they would have won last week. So uh, that okay. ended up dropping them two games back. But let's jump into that real quick. In that game, Broncos, Texans, not surprised. We both picked the, uh, the Broncos to win this game at home. But what are your thoughts on Osweiler and his struggles?
3: Uh, my thoughts are Brock Osweiler looks like a rookie. When you have only 14 stars, you have to kind of treat him as a rookie, even though his payday would say that he's something more than that. And I think – if you're inside the building for the Houston Texans, you got to ignore what you paid them. Like, what you paid them is the cost of doing business. Now you have to look and see what is the best thing that we can do to help him have success with what we have around him. They have speedy playmakers on the outside. They have a number one receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. You have Will Fuller. You have Braxton Miller. You have Jalen Strong. You have guys that can make plays in the passing game. You don't necessarily have a dominant tight end, but you do have a running back in Lamar Miller that should be able to offset some of the stuff that you need. Brock Osweiler just has to understand who he is and what he is and play within the structure of the offense and not try and do too much. I feel like he feels the pressure to, to justify or validate why he's being paid as a $16 million quarterback. Whatever, the money's in the bank. Mm -hmm. Now you just have to play and win games. If they win enough games, people won't talk about the contract. They just need to get back on track and find a way to win games. And on defense, I see a team that is really beaten up in the secondary. So a lot of guys come off the field against the Denver Broncos. They need to get healthy, get those guys back, play good defense so they can play complimentary ball. The main thing they wanted to accomplish is to get into the tournament and go a little farther than they went last year. They need to do that. They can do that, but they have to help Brock Osweiler.
0: Can we slow down one thing, by the way, in this game? And that's that Trevor Simeon's some great young quarterback. Can we can we dispel that notion? And oh, you know, he's so much better than Brock Osweiler. Look, we saw Brock Osweiler have all kinds of success in this Gary Kubiak system. Gary Kubiak turned Matt Schaub into perennial top tier passer.
3: Oh who's his average made him a, made him a two or three time pro bowl.
0: Average is a day is long, Bucky. This offense might be the most QB friendly offense in the league. You want to find out if the guy can play quarterback? Pull out clips of third and ten plus, where everybody on the planet knows you're passing, and the stretch boots and all that stuff ain't there, and the layups underneath, and throwing hand grenades down the field to, to, <laughs> to your talented wide receivers. Can't get you got to play real quarterback in those situations. I just, I'm not buying that. They might win a Super Bowl with him because they're so good on defense, but I'm not buying that he's some. Great young prospect. No, he's There's not. There's a reason he got benched at Northwest.
3: There's a reason. I think every situation is different. They, the Denver Broncos have a unique situation where they've really done a great job of building up their defense. But on offense, they have found some playmakers outside. Uh, demarius Thomas, Emmanuel, two Sanders. backs. Uh, they have backs and Devontae Booker and C.J. Anderson you got A fullback. They're using. right out loud. And so the system allows you to play with. You talk about a trailer. Like yeah, he's a, he's a, he's he's a, a trailer. trailer. Yeah. He's a small trailer. He's not even – he's a trailer on the back of the pickup, not even a big the big trailer for your rig. But he's been effective, and as long as he avoids the turnovers, they can win games. And so it will be interesting over the next couple years, knowing what is coming down the college pipeline, to see how many teams shift gears in terms of their team building uh, philosophies when it comes to building it around the quarterback or building the other stuff and plugging in a guy that can just play – winning football at the position
0: my one thing real quick on osweiler after watching the tape a couple things made some poor reads so as bad as some of the throws were the the, the reads were concerning to me Missed some missed some uh some reads there had some opportunities didn't take advantage of pocket awareness is something that can improve i think some of that's confidence related he tried to bail out a couple times when there was room to climb up in the pocket they're not very good up front that i've never seen a double knee blow out on one play oh, that was tragic that was awful awful to see that um and then he just missed some throws so uh you know look they've got a way to go there before they get on the same page one guy that i'm going to talk about on on uh, tv buck quiz Rogers. how about him
3: tampa Bay buccaneers Tempe buccaneers
0: that he he ran all over the 49ers and when you watch the tape it's fascinating because they played a lot with three tackles so they're getting goster chairless as their third tackle putting him in there so they're playing with three tackles and then two tight ends It looks like the darndest thing you've ever seen when you see all those dudes stretched out. It's like watching Stanford, (laughs) what they're doing there, and they had no answer for it, and over 100 yards again.
3: You know, they've had success running the football – the last couple of times we've seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the field. They beat the Carolina Panthers by running the ball with Jaquiz Rogers, running really downhill at the Panthers and, and, and having a lot of success in between the tackles. And then against San Francisco 49ers, running the ball. Once again, when you run the ball, you alleviate and take some of the pressure off Jameis Winston. And maybe early in the season, Dirk Cutter was asking his young quarterback to do too much. But what I'm seeing from them when it comes to Jameis Jameis has a comfort level with Mike Evans. He's finding him in critical situations. He's throwing the ball up to him, and they're having success. But it's all predicated on the run game. The Atlanta Falcons have let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back into the mix in the NFC South, maybe because they found a running game solution, and especially when Doug Martin gets back. Maybe the Bucks have found a recipe for success by being able to run the ball, spill the defense, and get selected plays from Jameis Winston.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a theme we see, right? These quarterbacks – you find a quarterback that's struggling, I'll find you a running game that isn't very good. Yep. It's just it, – it is what it is. I want a homework assignment. And guys behind the glass, you jump in on this as well. And then uh, if you're listening, send us tweets and let us know um, who you would recommend for this team. I want to put a team together, Buck. All right. Where – we use this phrase all the time in scouting. Bad body, good player. Ooh. Right? You use that. I'm sure you use it. In- bad body.
3: Yes. When I was in Carolina, we had a guy, Jermaine Wiggins, who played tight end.
0: All Hall of Fame, bad body, good player. Bad body. Terrible body. Ooh. Donald Penn.
3: Ooh. Bad, bad body. body. Yes. good player.
0: Yeah. Danny Shelton for the Browns. Yeah. I didn't watch him this week, but he's played really, really well this year. He has played well. He's been a well. good football player. Bad body. Good player. So, I think we need to create a starting lineup, offense, defense, of our bad body good player team now it doesn't just have to be a guy that's 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 heavy or overweight it can be like a real scrawny skinny guy I would say Cole Beasley I mean he's
3: in great shape but he's you wouldn't look at him and say it's a. I would say Golden Tate is a guy that kind of reminds me of a, a, dumpy? a fun, yeah, kind of funny body but playing well at the position not necessarily what you would draw up when we're looking for wide receivers
0: bad body good player see that that's a that's a good one to have who else do we have Buck is there anybody off the top of your head you can think of we, I, if we really think about this I think we'll come up with a with a really good list of guys. Uh, what do you got? Vince Wilfork. Vince Wolfork, bad body, bad good body, player. good player. I think, Nicely done.
3: I think another guy that would fit in that would be maybe a Eddie Lacy.
0: Eddie Lacy, bad body, good player. Good player,
3: good player, but like not a great player. Good player. Yeah, the, the the worse the body, the more he comes more to average player than good player. I'm looking through who's going to be our quarterback? Uh, quarterback.
0: Oh, I got one. Sam Bradford.
3: Yeah, because that's a skinny. bad body.
0: Yeah, not not necessarily a the body almost knock knee, very very skinny, bad body, good player.
3: You know Jameis before he got in shape. Yeah, he's in shape now, so we can't we can't, can't use, use him that anymore. One. Yeah, that I think that's probably your best one because I'm looking. What about Roethlisberger? Roethlisberger? Roethlisberger,
0: yeah, but I don't, he's just he's, he's a, just a big dude, big, big boned. Humongous. I wouldn't say he's got a bad body though. Uh, I don't know since Philly, his rookie year. Okay, I feel like he's gained a ton of weight. Yeah. A little bit heavy. He, 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 looks, he, he looks he's good. he's heavy, but I don't know if I'm gonna go totally bad body on him yet. Yeah. What other positions do we need here? Got a run, tight end. Tight end, who's our tight Jermaine Wiggins is a Hall of Fame oh, body, man. player. man. Um, Great Patriot. Who else, Buck? Anybody
3: we've got to find see, a tight end. We, need, we do need to find a tight end. Let's see who my tight end is. A heavy yeah,
0: tight man. end. Here's what's,
3: you know, right now. Antonio Gates would be that guy. Oh, you think he's going bad by us oh, right now? Oh, he's bad by us. Old, heavy. old, old, heavy. Can't really move the way he used to. Still a good player, but if you saw him like that, even on that last catch, like his shirt flew up and <laughs> you can kind of see like his compression shorts and his back fat and stuff like that. But he still makes plays. He just doesn't move the way he used to because his body's not what
1: it was. Brandon Manu Maliuna was a good one, right? Ooh, yeah, that is was,
3: nicely done
0: out of the bullpen back there. That, that is
3: a nice one.
0: That, that, that is a nice, that's a nice one right You there. said golden tape for one receiver. Can we think of another receiver?
3: Another receiver that is, is kind of a weird. You know who has a funny-looking body? Go Kelvin- Alshon Jeffrey. Go Kelvin Benjamin, are Oh you know, Kelvin Benjamin is actually a nice – that's <laughs> nice. Yeah, let's put him in. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin because he is big. He is big. Like, he looks like his little face is squished in <laughs> his helmet. So, yeah, we'll go, we go that. we go Kelvin Benjamin – and Golden, Golden Tate. Tate. Oh, those are our, those
0: are our wide receivers.
3: Mm. Our running backs. Eddie Eddie, Eddie Lacy is definitely our running back.
0: We need a fullback. Fullback. We have a fat, I mean, we
3: can always you use, have a fat
0: use fullback a, anywhere.
3: We can always use it. Uh, yeah. Got to think. This is something we
0: need to really. Called Tolbert.
3: Yeah. Yes. Nice nice, nice. nice. Tolbert. See now that doesn't bowl. Well, Maybe that's why the Carolina Panthers are struggling. Bad bodies we got, over there. We got a couple bad bodies over there.
0: Oh, you know who's you know who's a defensive tackle for our bad body good team? Oh. Nick Fairley.
3: Hmm. He doesn't have a good – Skinny lower legs and kind of a belly. Little belly? Yeah. Vince Wilfork was also in there because he has a, has a big We can go – we'll go
0: with the, our two DTs. We'll go Wilfork and Fairley. Defensive ends. Who's kind of a heavy defensive end?
3: Heavy. Not necessarily. Or you heavy know who? They just look funny because we even talked about it. Like, Brandon Graham is not necessarily the yeah. best example. Let's see. Who else – I mean,
0: Doomerville's got – I mean, it's just a different look as an edge rusher. He is. but
3: And then it depends on if you get good Terrell Suggs or bad sizzle. Sometimes sizzle. Sizzle can be a little heavy in the trunk. Yeah. Sizzle Sizzle sometimes can get us that. One, one of those guys. We take one of the Ravens.
0: Okay, again, though, if you're listening, please send us send us some recommendations here. We'll, we'll No no pun intended. We'll flesh this out.
3: Yeah. We, we'll spend some time working on this one. Bad body, good player.
0: Yeah, we're going to work that uh, for Thursday. All right, Buck, let's get out of here. we got to go do some TV. You we good? we we do have to see some. Oh, on. what! But before we do, real quick, college picks, baby. Who 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 second oh, week in a row? Gosh.
3: Yeah, I forgot. Second I had, week in a row. Had a bad week. Climbing bad back week. in it. Had a bad week, man. That I, I saw you tweet. I couldn't even respond. The, the Arkansas Auburn game really really hurt me. Yeah. Because I picked Arkansas. wu picked Sugi, and they got obliterated.
1: I
0: don't think I was the only one. I think I was the only one that ended up going with the Yeah, you Auburn. DJ, you went uh I have the stats right oh, here, thank from you. from Kent. So this week DJ you went 9 and 2, Sully went 8 and 3, Kent went 7 and 4 and Bucky, you were last in 6 and 5. But
3: Bucky goes bold.
0: See, Bucky can go on a swing. Right. He can go higher Yeah, high. I, not a go. I was try, I was DJ. a caboose.
3: I I need to come back. I, this week I'm going to focus a little more. I'm, I'm eight, even read up and study a little bit. Like you, I I've been going off to cuff. I need I need to study a little more. Do
0: you guys want the overall records? Oh no I don't actually.
3: But I'm coming I'm making a comeback.
0: You, you are coming back. So Kenson first, sixteen and twenty three, then Bucky second, fifty seven, twenty six. Three so games back? Sully's third, uh fifty six and twenty seven. And then DJ you're fourth, but you're only fifty four and twenty nine, so I'm two here. back of
3: third place. Man, I'm three games back. Yeah. Okay. You
0: were in first place for a minute. Uh that was that was a short. We'll okay. do our picks by the way. Make sure you listen to our Thursday episode. We'll do our picks. Bucky Prior to this last week, the most embarrassing thing in my entire life, I was trying to think of it, probably two moments. I'm going to give them to you real quick. Sixth grade, softball game, the sixth graders versus the teachers. Playing first base, the jeans were a little snug. <laughs> go for, the, go for the, uh, the stretch, rip the jeans just right down the middle. It pained me. I had to leave the game because I had to go home and get a new pair of jeans, and we lost to the faculty. It's very disappointing. I was very embarrassed. <laughs> that, that was previously number one on my list. Number two, probably after we sold our house in Baltimore, um, I uh, no no I take that back. It's when we bought our house in Baltimore. So I wasn't really big. I didn't know how this whole thing works. i had mm-hmm. been working like crazy, and my wife said we got to go to the closing, so we got to get ready to go. So I had taken a day off at of work, which is hard as a young scout. You can't yep. get days off to go take care of this. So I go to the house to help move in. This guy doesn't have his stuff moved out. So we go to closing. I thought closing was just our realtor, some bank people, and I needed to sign some documents. So I walk in, and they go, hey, how's, how's everything going? And I go, it'd be going great if the seller would get their crap out of my house. I can't move in. And he, the guy sitting at the table goes, yeah, that'd be my crap. <laughs> went, this just got uncomfortable. So those previously my two most embarrassing moments. They have been replaced because I lost to Dan Helley in fantasy football this week. Oh, no. Egregious. How? I don't know how I show my face out in public.
3: How, how, how did you lose?
0: Maybe the worst fantasy football manager in the history of fantasy football, Dan Helly, and I lost to him. How, how, how did you lose? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know how he, he, he had like he started Jack Doyle for crying out loud. Jack Doyle's been a player. Ate my lunch, killed me. So, anyways, that was that was my weekend.
3: Oh, that's a bad one. All right, we gotta go do TV. Let's do it.
0: All right, uh, roll the music. Thanks, everybody, for uh, checking out Move the Sticks. We'll be back on Thursday with a new episode focusing on college, and we'll touch on some big NFL games. Until then, we'll see you later.
2: Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts.